Hello. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. You did. You answered. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, hello. No, it, was, it was a sort of. Uh, oh, hey. I, I don't have any that. new news resolutions, but the main one is to not talk about Skype on tape. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. My my, my news resolution. I sort of realised I, I didn't make it in the um, beforehand, and I haven't really. I never really sat down and resolved to make it, but it's sort of. Oh God, my yearly theme um, is, is is basically to get into the good place. Oh, the 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 no, not the actual TV show, but the the um, the the theor- not theoretical, the um, figurative good place. I, I I don't I don't know what I don't know what's happened. What 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 are we just trying? To, I'm just trying to be a better person. Oh, okay, Earl. Oh, all right, that's fine. That's, that's all fine. It is. Okay, so right, so there isn't. It's not a TV show. It's not a place. It's just <laughs> it's just you, Mark Steadman, are committing. To being well, if you if you go by the if you go by the concept of of the good place in that the, the, the TV show, mm-hmm. in that um, there are points and there's a point system and uh, you have to build up enough uh, points to be considered. And I sort of I realised a few days ago I was sat just I wasn't maudlin I wasn't sort of um, going down a depression rabbit hole or anything I don't think I was drunk. Um, I mean it's been a Christmas period so I have to sort of count off the days where I haven't been drinking. Um, and I was just sat there going, oh, yeah, no, like, I'm totally not getting into the good place. Um, not because I'm actively evil, but because um, neutral and up, <laughs> um, you, you sort of, yeah, you, you actually have to be quite good to get into the NBC version of the good place. Um, because as we're going to find out more and more in season three, the game is rigged. Um, but, is that the one I've seen? Yeah, so have I seen that? Or is that not out? Has that been made? So, season, yeah, season three is out. Is that the one I've um, seen? And that's the one, well, I think the first half of season three is out. I think there's still more. So that's the one where they're back on Earth. Spoilers. So was that a mid-season break, that cliffhanger? Yeah, I think so. So there's a, there's more? I, th- um... I, I think so. Well, you know what? I might be wrong, but I, I'd assume. Because it ended with the, it ended mm. in, in an ending place and then um... it stopped happening. So I thought it, it ended. <laughs> it stopped, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I've uh, the, the reason this is sort of coming up more is that I've uh, started listening to the Good Place podcast, and it's delightful. Is this? Um, is this? It's a really, really lovely. Is this listen. part of? Is is this like a fan cast about it, or is no, this related to it? It's made by and it's made uh, effectively by NBC. So it's a it's a sponsored content podcast. It's a three sixty media commissioning project what, what's what's happened here honestly honestly what it is it's quite pure um I, i'm really surprised how some might say and i don't like the word some might say wholesome um it genuinely is um so you could imagine it being a fan cast honestly it just so happens that the guy who plays sean who is the wonderful mark evan jackson oh, um, who is him. just phenomenal yeah, he's very good yeah um he is the presenter and he interviews people involved in the show. And that might be from a costume designer all the way up to Ted Danson. Um, mm. And they're all just on the show and they're all cool about it. No one's making jokes about, oh, you know, you you do a podcast on the way up and you do them on the way down. Um, you know, Kristen Bell's on there just talking about how much they love the show and the people. And what's lovely is that people who make the show listen to the podcast mm-hmm. and then find out things about the other people who make the show. So it's like their staff newsletter. Yes. Only yes. we're all invited. And we're all invited and it's lovely. And they in, in the second, so w- w- what they did with the first two series of it is they just went back and rewatched the episodes and talked about each one. What they've done with the third season mm-hmm. 
is they've made it in conjunction so you would you would listen to it after listening to that specific episode mm. so they're they're sort of tracking the third season um and the reason I bring that up, oh yeah, uh, is the, the, I'm, I'm still listening to the second series at the moment, and um, they have they now have fake ads, so they've taken the time to get actors who were part of the mm-hmm. show, legit, you know, uh, Jamila Jamil and um, Darcy Carden who plays uh, Janet. Um, they're recording ads that are just there for the podcast, and they 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 nothing like this is what I mean about it sort of being quite wholesome and nice is that. It's all just about appreciating the show. There isn't a big ad for everything. You know, it's it's kind of quite lovely. So there well, you go. I'm a bit worried about how someone listening to that is going to buy silver underwear um, if if there's no real ads. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. Where are they going to get their glasses from? You know, you kind of you, you get them delivered and you try them on and you you got thirty days. Yeah. Um, if you sleep on it for a hundred nights. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I, uh, if you sleep on your glasses for a hundred nights, they're probably broken. They're probably broken. That's pretty true. Uh, but they come with a 60 day money back guarantee and, uh, they come in the size of a uh, box, the size of a mini fridge. And, uh, antimicrobial, um, um <laughs> the, the little, the little nubbins that, um, affix to your ears are antimicrobial. Are those right. called well, nubbins? Was, are they? I mean, that? No, they're not called nubbins. I just use the word nubbin as a generic term. Isn't nubbin the name of the third nipple in Friends? Yes, I think that's probably where I got the word yeah, from. Yeah, so it, it's... I use it almost as the singular to gubbins. Ah, that would be gubbin. Yeah. Hmm. I know, but it doesn't feel right. Uh, a, a guy I used to work with used to think the word was gubbings. Oh. Which I can understand why you would. Oh. Well, don't put him on a pedal stool. <laughs> oh, I like an egg corn. Um, how are you, John? I'm good. I'm good. Um... Says says here says here we're going to talk about Christmas, but if you talk about if you talk about Christmas on a podcast after um, the sixth of January, then you have to talk about Christmas on a podcast every day for the rest of the year, or it's bad luck. Oh, sugar. except in some traditions, you don't get your podcast until the sixth of January, mm-hmm. and in others, um, uh, podcast season actually goes until uh, uh, the twentieth of January. Um, but uh, Easter moves, so <laughs> yes. Yes, and it's difficult. It's difficult, um, Mark. Yeah, no, it is. It is. So uh, let's let's not and say we did. Would you still say Happy New Year to someone who you haven't seen yet this year? I did today. The answer is you would then. Well, you see, you, you say would, and that is that implies um, from today onwards. And 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 I honestly, I'm not so, sure. So this is the tipping point for you. So today you would. Tomorrow you wouldn't. Is it? Is today? F- no, today's Wednesday, isn't it? I've lost track. It's Wednesday today. Uh, so yeah, it's Wednesday. Pick it, 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 it's an odd day to pick, uh, just an arbitrary day to say right. This is the cutoff point. But it just so happened that um, the guy in my co-working uh, office turned up this morning and wished me a happy new year, and so I said happy new year. Oh, so you were responding? You were responding? You wouldn't initiate a happy new year exchange? Um, I think the last couple of emails I've sent. Uh, yes, in fact, I sent one this morning, and I I wished the person a happy new year. So yeah, so just pull, just pulling this back, just pulling this back. Yeah, from tomorrow yeah. you won't wish anyone a happy new year in any capacity, way, shape, or form. <laughs> Today you will respond in kind if offered happy new year greetings, and this morning you would have offered them yourself, but this afternoon you, you'd only respond. That's right. We've we've reached the um the happy new year meridian, and this and this seems in your head to be tied to it being Wednesday, which is interesting. So, is it a case of the second Wednesday? Because some years you're going to get a shorter period to wish people happy new year than others. No, you're right. Um, I I think it's. It, 
it, yeah, it, it has to be it has to be midweek mm-hmm. um, because you've got to keep people guessing. Um, because if they figure out the formula, then they're, they're going to game the system because they're going to start trying to catch you out by saying Happy New Year when it's right. not, you know, when it's past the time for you to respond in okay. kind. Okay. Also, I guess a lot of it's tied to the Monday, the first Monday when everyone's mm. back to work. Yeah. Which was, was that this Monday? You see, that's tricky. Uh, no, you're right. This Monday was the first Monday that people were back to work because last Monday was, uh, the The 31st. Last Monday was the 31st. That's right. Uh, Tuesday was the first. Um, so so, yeah. And I mean, I was back in the office on a bit of work. Oh, of course you were. You're a salary Um, man. You're, uh, you know, you're, uh, you've got to bring home the bacon. You're part of the powerhouse of this country, Mark, and I'm proud of you. Thanks, mate. Um, no, I mean, a lot of people did go back last week, but m- Monday's, Monday's the one in it. Yeah, I think, I think so. That's, um, that's when I've started to get a few more emails for people saying, right, we're actually doing things now. Mm. We're, we're, yeah, we've, we've had practice week. Practice week is over. Now it's, uh, now we're actually making taking the, taking the stabilizers off. That's the training wheels for the Americans listening. And, uh, right. we're just, uh, letting you go. If you fall over, just pick yourself back up again. Just chumble-wobble your way around the place. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm feeling quite a... Oh, hi today. Yeah. yeah. Almost, almost, uh, almost I mean, quite I'm giddy. quite sassy, aren't I? Shall I dial that up or down? Which way do you want to go on that? <laughs> leave, leave it as it is for the moment, right. I think. Well, here's a question. Hmm. You've got, you've got two kids. Correct. Well, um, what is your policy on buying gifts, uh, on exchanging gifts between you and your good lady wife? What's what? What's that? What's what's? How does that happen? What happens in connection to the children? Well, uh, I know that some families, especially with younger kids, might say, "Let's forgo the swapping of presents between ourselves, uh, or let's get us something tokeny and focus on the kids." Uh, others are like, "No, the, the kids will get plenty, and will you know, mum and dad get a treat as well." Hmm. Um, so, do, do does mum and dad get a treat? Ah, so so you've you've backdoored Christmas back into this. Well done. Yeah, I have. Um, I have. So uh, we, we've got a, a slightly quirky little tradition, which is at the school Christmas fair, fate fair, mm. fair, <laughs> F-A-Y-R-E yeah, fair, yeah. I, would have, I would have thought. As uh, Victoria once, once uh, Victoria Wood once wrote, uh, they think that if they spell it F-A-Y-R-E, more people will come. I mean, that is why they do it. She's, yeah. I don't know if that was a joke of hers or just... Or if she was just studying the world and seeing truth, because <laughs> I think that's correct. Yeah, the Christmas fair. One of the uh, let's call them let's call them attractions for want of a a word that describes them. Sure. Uh, <laughs> one of the activities, one of the things that I can fork out money for, is uh, there is a classroom where no parents are allowed. Oh, and it's full of kind of jumble, right? And bric-a-brac, and actually a lot of things from the pound shop, I think, because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of new stuff as well, but it's all stuff that can fit into a kind of a two pound, is it two pound or three pound or two pound fifty, a, a, a small price point. I I I handed over a lot of money for a lot of things I didn't fully understand at the Christmas fair. <laughs> I just stood in the school hall where they had um, a food stand that sold uh, hot dogs and really excellent chickpea curry and samosas. Uh, it had mm. that and it had um, a bar and I stood equidistant between those two things. I ate my samosas, I drank several beers and every now and then a small child would take money from my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like a kind of a, a drunk cash point. <laughs> 
Uh, so one of the activities is the kids go in, they pay somewhere between two and three pounds each, and they go into this room and they can find a, an item of the, the bric-a-brac and Poundland produce, mm-hmm. and then they can wrap it and, and say that that's a present for someone. Okay. So our two boys go in there, and one of them finds something and wraps it for me, and one of them finds something and wraps it for my wife. Oh. And that's our present from the kids, Aww. which will be topped up with like, um, so the one who hasn't done something for Karina will go, will get a box of chocolates because she always gets the same box of chocolates at Christmas, which is, um, cherry liqueurs. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're yes. favoring the MS ones at the moment. They're pretty good. Okay. Sure. Um, sure. so yeah, so she'll get her cherry liqueurs from, from, from MS from the other one. And then I always get, um, the last two years, the kids have bought me some sort of screwdriver. <laughs> okay. Which, which is just, brilliantly um stereotypically ridiculous yep <laughs> um and always useful yeah oh well that's good so uh so that's that's the gifts that come to us from the kids yes we will buy the children a token something from us but the majority of their presents that are from us come from the big man yeah yeah eric bristow i don't know what he's doing We're- coming around here with the <laughs> oh no no he's dead isn't he Oh, I don't know. And awful. Um, or is he not Is he not dead? Is he just awful? Dead, dead or you tree.com. Um, anyway. I don't know. No, no, um, I'm in Santa. Not that sort of big man. Um, yeah. No, f- f- or Father Christmas. We, I prefer Father Christmas as a name. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with you. Culture wants it to be Santa. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, so the plan there is that Santa buys the main gift and then mum and dad also top up and that's an, an understood thing within the family. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll get yourself... Uh, yeah. You get yourself something kind of uh, pra- practical and slightly dull from from us. Yeah. Um, which I was going to buy for you anyway. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. But something you need as opposed to something you want. Bulk out the Christmas with a jumper. Go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. Go mad. So, um, yeah. Um, now, now, now. How did it work? How did it work for you when you were a kid? Because this was always slightly confusing. My My friends... They got their main present from their parents and kind of all like like bits and stocking fillers and stuff like that from Father Christmas. But I got it the other way around where I got the big stuff from Father Christmas. Yeah. And then a little thing from my parents. But some people, and I'm going to just throw this one out there before you respond. Some people mm-hmm. do something where all presents for the children are from Father Christmas. And so like grandparents uh, will buy something. Yes. And uh, Big FC will 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 bring those, and so the, pe- the kids never know who the things are from. Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you aware of this? And, and where do you sit on it? Um, so, I, I mean, okay, <laughs> okay. So let's let's break it let's break it down. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play my childhood mm, uh, sure. back to you, and then I think I think this will probably resonate with with yours to a degree. Um, so stocking fillers, um, you might get a big. Uh, we we had big shiny plastic, cheap, massive stockings, um, which would get dragged uh, maybe into our room if we were mm-hmm. young enough, where we could either pretend to be asleep or actually be asleep. And I was terrible because I could just couldn't sleep because uh, a maternal child. Um, You're a what child? Eternal, eternal. Child. Oh, okay. Um, or they might be left outside the door, and and that would usually be fairly early in the morning so uh either dad has finished his whiskey that was you know uh ostensibly left for father christmas uh and he's watched whatever film was on the tv and it's you know one in the morning and he's going upstairs and he's doing that or they've got up a little bit later um and so you 
you have a rummage through the stockings. You might have a couple of things in the um, selection box because there'll be a selection mm-hmm. box in there. There'll be some orange. Uh, there'll be an orange. There'll be some nuts, and then there'll be lots of silly little things. the The best year that I remember um, is I, I really got into the animals of farming wood, and they uh, had a magazine at the time. The animals of farming wood had a magazine. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah to accompany the BBC series. Wow. Um, so it was BBC animated series, which had a lovely theme tune. Um, How did it go? It's nice. I've never heard that. No, it's fine. Um, it was a good rendition, as far as I can tell. You would have been a few years too—not a few, but a, a couple of years too old for it, I think. Um, but it came around the time when I was eight, nine. All right. So there was the—we read the book at school. The TV adaptation came on the telly, and they had a couple of series and uh, audiobooks and TV, and then the magazine. And that lasted for—I don't know how long it lasted for—but I remember buying one every week. And then after a while, hmm. I can't remember why, but it stopped. Uh, either I got bored with it, or they—they they re- my parents realised I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know, but they stopped coming. Oh, they stopped coming. I thought you and meant then, to stop publication. Okay. No, 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 sorry. The the magazine, um, I later found out because the, all the back issues arrived in my stocking on one wow. morning, which was a lovely thing. And uh, that was so that was a nice thing. So, you know, I might get those kind of things. You know, you, you get little toys and daft things like that. Um, and so that's that's quite that's quite lovely and then you go to maybe get a little bit of sleep uh, and then you get up and then you go you rush downstairs um dad puts the um frying pan on for the bacon sandwich and as that's all happening and as they're getting the teas ready uh we start opening the big presents Ah. and um i think when i was very young i think i might have got a card from santa and a couple of things in the stocking from santa and then there was the big thing from santa and then the rest were from mum, dad, aunt. Uh, usually, I've got a very big family, but usually only one or two aunts would would do the buying. Hmm. Um, didn't have, weren't alive when grandparents were alive, so um, they, you know, didn't have those. But now that the I've got two nephews, um, we definitely the nephews definitely know who gave them the presents. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I'm sure they'll forget afterwards in, in the in the mad rush. But you know, like this year, because I've I've gone on about it ad nauseum to to you guys. But I I did something a little bit different this year, and I wrote two kids books um, for them. Yes, you did. And, um, had, and how did that had go? Illustrated. And they, they they went really well. They they went in the way that I expected, which is like uh, the sort of kids went and looked at them and were like, oh, okay. Um, and you know, mum mm-hmm. and dad were like, "Oh, this is really nice. This is really cool." Uh, you know, wow. You know, they, they were sort of a bit more effusive because I knew. So to mitigate that, I also bought them a couple of, you know, trinkety things, toy toys, a couple of yeah, actual toy toys, so that they still had the pleasure of having toy toys because I knew the books wouldn't mean that much to them mm-hmm. um, until you know maybe they're in their forties and they're looking back at their they're now dead Uncle Mark and go, God, why did I no? There's no need to make it weird and maudling. Sorry. Um, no, that was. Um yeah, that was unnecessary. <laughs> but in, in as much as many years down the line, yeah. the, the, the nice idea is that they've got something that they will cherish. That's the, the sort of the idea of it. Um, 
you know, they're at the age where they can hopefully enjoy them anyway, but blah, blah, blah. So, and, and they were aware that those things were from me. And then, you know, um, I think mum and dad possibly get them a little something, but the bulk of the mum and dad presents came from Santa or Father Christmas. Mm. So, yeah, I think that is, that's, that's the one. That's, that's the way forward. That's how you do it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's it's, canonical it's just canonical Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to know, you want to know if Karina and I get each of the things? Yeah. Yeah, we get we get we get like trinkets from the kids and get each other like a pr- pr- present that that we'll like and want. Yeah, and I have got. I am going to on February the 9th, I am going to the Harborn Food School. Oh, hello! For a for a nice nice day of cooking and eating nice food. Nice. What did I get, Karina? I got um. So I got I got this kind of like real wild card little silly present. Which is that she sometimes likes to have a blanket in a cold, on a cold evening, like a little granny. Mm-hmm. And we had this really horrible blanket knocking around the lounge all the time. And I thought I'm going to buy like a big, massive, ridiculous, and fluffy blanket that looks less offensive than that, mm. and kind of put that under the tree. And ho ho ho! ho got, you, got your blanket. It's basically the, mm-hmm. the best thing that she's ever been bought. Apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it, it's good to know that that rule persists through adulthood. Oh yeah. Or through to adulthood, that the shittiest thing is actually the thing that they that they love. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't shitty. I mean, you know, no, no, sorry, I, I got Mark. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not getting into the good place. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not working. Just trying to be less passive aggressive. Uh, no, no, um, no, I know, no, I'm, and I'm, I'm being uh, <laughs> deliberately annoying. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we're, we're both a couple of, um, I'm a pistol, you're a shotgun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is that thing, the, the, the kind of uh, the underestimated gift. Mm, yes. I think it's, nice I think it's because the, the, the gift that you kind of, that you kind of think, oh, it's, it's not really anything much. Mm. Uh, it, it still, it comes from a place of thoughtfulness still, even if it doesn't kind of have, have a cost to it. Yes. And, and it was a response to, to a thing. Yes. That's the, you anticipated Karina's need. Yeah. And that's a lovely thing to be able to do. Hmm. Um, I get. Do you, do you get um, gift-based anxiety? Do I get gift-based anxiety like in, in the in the giving, in the giving of gifts? Do you you know do you, do you get any sort of anxiety either? Um, sort of because uh, you know often people can be hard to buy for. So it's, set that aside. But yeah. once you've bought the present, are you then sort of thinking, oh god, oh no? That are you watching the expressions to be like, oh, they hate it. I I enjoy, I enjoy giving gifts more than I enjoy receiving them. Probably, yeah. I'm 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 very much that's that's my side of Christmas that 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 I like is finding the, the thing and then buying the thing and then giving the thing. Ah, oh, unless everyone's always a very good actor around me, <laughs> um, I've never I've never had a moment where I've had to observe anger <laughs> hatred suffering i don't know if i've ever given something or seen the giving of something that's made someone angry <laughs> i've seen confusion I, I don't know if i've ever been confronted with anger at giving someone a present um, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into it but i have seen it oh oh no oh no yeah what did you, what did you get for christmas mark <laughs> go on then I, I mean, I'm, I'm at that stage now where it's like socks and whiskey. Yeah, well, yeah, just like not a lot. Um, so I got a lovely, um, I got a lovely book from our mutual friend, uh, which is good. at the moment I had to text our mutual friend and say, "I'm so sorry. I think I don't know where it is." Um, because I think it was unmarked and it got lost in the shuffle of, of Christmas, and I had I had a I had a hell of a time. The shuffle uh, of Christmas. I, this Christmas has, has fucking oh blown. sorry man. Um, 
it hasn't blown it's just been it's just been a bit tricky um i got a, a lovely death star t-shirt Ooh. uh from a friend and uh i got a really nice hat and jumper game of thrones thing which is actually really quite nice it's got the sort of direwolf thing and it says winter is coming and it's kind of a dark christmas jumper mm. and it's uh that's super cool i, I like i, I like that's that. not good um yeah, and and there's a couple of trinkety things, you know. I'm 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 past the point where you know I'm going to get gadgets or anything fun because anything I really want, I will you know usually buy. try and save up for, uh, or or just or just yeah. buy and uh, worry about the overdraft later. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's that, and you've got a desk. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I have. There's not much to report on it, really. I, I was probably, I was probably um, overselling it when I told you I've got a desk. I want to tell you about. I've got a standing desk. Well, we, you know, this is this is follow up from a few uh, episodes ago, a few months is ago it? now. Uh, that you, yeah, that you wanted to get a standing okay. desk. We we had a good old chat about it. So uh, give me the details. Okay, man. so I've got I've got um, a particular particular problem with not problem but i've got a very very particular brief with my space if the space was tidier i'd send you a photo of it which you could also upload but right <laughs> now it's a bit chaotic in here which is that my my office is the old single room in this house right which got turned into the landing from the staircase from the loft conversion if that makes sense so yeah, well they they came into the single room and they went, well, well put a staircase through there, mate, <laughs> and they threw the staircase up through the wall. So kind of a quarter of it is taken up at the bottom of the stairs, and um, you kind of come in, and my desk is right in front of you, and then the staircase is just on the left. So my desk can't come too far from the wall, otherwise it makes a problem for you to get to the stairs, and it can't go too far down the wall because there's a radiator. Um, and I was looking at desks and IKEA. They had um, the hand-cranked one, right? and it fitted my space, but I didn't want that. And their electronic one that they had was too big for my space. Oh, And this, this, this is what had caused me, uh, I spent far too many hours trying to find a standing desk because um, I didn't want the IKEA hand-cranked one, but it seemed to be the only one in the world that was, that, that was going to was gonna fit. Everything else, everything else was too deep or too long. Yeah. Um, I tried looking at those, um, uh, opendesk.cc, ah. which is the place where the, the impact hub, where we've both, um, done co-working before, mm-hmm. they got all the furniture from there. They've got a really nice, yeah. a really, really, really nice desk. And you, you can, um, you can essentially get the plans for it from off of Tinternet. And then get a local person to build them. Cool. It's a really nice business model. But that, you know, that was too deep and too big and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I, um, popped onto IKEA just to see if they had anything in the sale that was on my shopping list. And IKEA have launched a new standing desk. Oh. It's called an Idison. Okay. Or an Idison. I don't know. Yeah. Idison or something. Yeah. As the, as our Scandinavian correspondent, Mark, Mm. the A that's got a circle on top. Oh, I'm not good at, because I, I did the, um, the audiobook, uh, I've, I've not gone, because they're really fucking long, John. Um, I've, uh, I don't want to sit and read about, um, stories about open, um, sandwiches. <laughs> so I've, I've, uh, I've done the audiobooks, um, rather than, uh, read the, read the book oh. books. Um, so I don't know. I assumed you had very well thumbed copies of those books full of post-it notes. Anyway, um, your, uh, your id- edition. It's called, Edi- an, it's, Edi- called an, it's called an edition. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it is, it's beautiful. It's electronic mm. and, um, 
it's it can save your favorite settings your favorite heights oh it goes up and down really really quickly it's got like integral cable management oh so this is this is very very boring content for anyone else in the world no but, it is not i'm 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 interested but yeah no, if because if, <laughs> i'm in the market for a desk oh, okay so. so if 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 you're looking for a standing desk and you've kind of looked at ikea in the past and written it off it's time it's time to go back mm-hmm. and it's only got a bloody app mark of course it has of course it's got an app but no the app the app's quite good because the app is how you set your favorite heights yes um so it's um it bluetooth connects to your phone there you go and then you you put this little app on it it seems to be something called linac which seems to be like a supplier of bluetooth controllers right or desk controllers possibly the the, the supplier of the, of the whole motor system in fact that they've teamed up with because it's not like branded as an ikea um app or anything like that mm-hmm. and yeah you put your th- three favorite settings you can have multiple desks so if you were in an mm. environment where you had different desks you can switch and toggle between them set it all up i've got mine set to 107 at the moment mm-hmm. do you want to do you want some sound effects please that's it going down oh, that's quite satisfying let's put it back up to its uh favorite one there we go there we go oh that is a good noise. I yeah. like it. So um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's it's the the legs still feel a little bit industrial. They're they're quite kind of mm-hmm. heavy metal things. But then I think that's probably a function of it having to have this lifting gear inside it. Yeah, the desktop itself is is really 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 nice. Mm. My office is in an absolute state at the moment, but mm-hmm. as a kind of a new year project, re- refreshing your workspace is really really nice. Yeah. Also, an added bonus is with my desk um not having a pedestal on it and being able to raise up i've got more walking space oh yeah yeah so i can pace a bit when i'm on calls so i'm not yep. sort of stood in one place and actually i can hacky sack now as well in my office <laughs> oh, nice. so, so that's good who needs a fidget spinner who, who does need a fidget spinner uh, not me. I've got a hacky sack. Have I told you about the hacky sack? No. <laughs> we got really into hacky sack when i went on my works meetup yeah every every break There'd be a gang of us at the back of the room just uh, practicing their hacky. Wow! Every uh, every evening, kind of social mixer before the bar would open, we'd all be having a bit of a hacky. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 the life now, man. It's great. I love it. Oh, nice. So is it basically just throwing it around? Um, you you could throw it around. Here's some sound effects. Can you hear that? Yep. Just a little beanbag. Yep. You could you could throw it. I guess it's all like the same size as a juggling ball. But the idea is to do kind of keep your uppies with it and stalls which is when you catch it right i'm quite good at catching it on the back of my neck now oh wow okay because we do something similar at, at the improv um where we um uh we'll th- we'll throw it around and, and just use it as a uh as a speaking um you know a, a speaking stick or a you know like a conch yeah yeah thank you um so y- you you have an idea and you throw the idea along with the thing to someone else and they've got to tag it or do whatever. oh nice um and sometimes we just play a game uh, to to bolster our teamwork and get us all working together by just everyone trying to hit it uh, maybe this is what the game is i don't know it's basically the keepy up these yeah. and, and um you've got to attempt to n- not let it drop and and th- that's the only game the, the only sort of um aim of the game is just to make sure it, it doesn't fall it can bounce but not fall on yeah. the floor and that's that's it and that's, that's the game that's, that is good for for a team that, that is the game that's what that's what we do we kind of try and get everyone in the circle to have one touch oh, okay without it dropping nice but you but you're not using your hands so you've got to use like your feet your knees oh wow. your head yeah and you can take you can take a couple of touches to get control and then kind of launch it across the across the room right it's a lot. Yes, it's good fun. Good. Anyway, 
That doesn't sound like a, a sad millennial. Someone throwing a hacky sack around. <laughs> you told me that the men, that you told me that the millennials are sad again. <laughs> well, they're um they've been working too hard because they've been told that they've been working too hard. Oh, okay. Um, so this is uh, it it it's done it's doing the rounds at the moment. Um, and uh, Brendan, friend of the show, Brendan sent this to me. Um, sort of a day or so before I started to see it. Um, percolate and. It's. I was surprised uh, after continuing to read it that because um, you start reading it and I, I don't know how much of it you've read, um, but sort of my my eyes were um, rolling in the back of my head a little mm-hmm. bit to, to some of it with this sort of you know snowflake millennials can't um, get to the post office to post a letter, um, but it actually it stopped short of going no it's a real problem guys and uh, this is why um it's really hard to get to the post office and it was more just saying no look it is don't worry about let's not you know um uh, try and justify it people are having this problem it's weird and this might be what it is so it's 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 basically about um so i think brendan sent it to me in in the the guys have talking about burnout um but i think i think it goes beyond that um, and talks about the stress of sort of minor niggling mid-level tasks right. that it just seems impossible to get done. And that was the thing that I was just like, okay, now I'm dialed into this um, because that is has always ever been my issue. Um, I can have something sitting on my to-do list for weeks and weeks and weeks and it could just be something fairly simple um i mean a a, a great example is cancelling uh, a life insurance policy because when i got a new mortgage uh in 2015 i didn't need this other policy uh or or uh, no it was sorry it was more that as part of getting the new mortgage my financial advisor moved me onto a new policy that's a thing that often happens um that you know you sort of bundle some yeah you review review your cover because your risk is higher and yeah etc etc or your exposure your situation has changed yeah um and so I, i i was on this new plan and and it had taken me I'm not going to tell you how long it took me to cancel the original life insurance plan, but it was a long time. And uh, it sat in my, at the time, OmniFocus um, for ages just staring at me. And I didn't want to do it because uh, I didn't know if I had the right policy number or it was going to be a hassle. And I wasn't entirely sure if I did have the right cover. You know, if if the thing that I was cancelling was actually covered by this new plan and it just felt like, uh, like an insurmountable hassle and an uh, insurmountable hassle, and all it really is is just looking at a couple of documents, finding a phone number, and having a short conversation. And it wasn't that hard, and I ended up finishing in about fifteen minutes. But it it took me so long to get that done, and it's tasks like that um, that can be stymieing. And I, I've got one now that's about to, I'm selling an iPad and. Um, I'm going to have to box that up, um, get the right postage for it, get it weighed so that I get the correct postage, write the envelope or print the envelope with the postage and all this kind of stuff. And it's all this middling shitty stuff mm. that was the focus of the article. And and this, this cruft um, builds up and um, 
so the, the author was talking about how it relates to, to burnout. And I, I, I don't know how much I agree with that, but certainly as an older millennial, um, I do recognise that that anxiety around mid-level tasks. And it was interesting to read that it's not just a function of my particular brain chemistry, which I'm, you know, learning more and more about uh, and trying to understand how my own brain works. Um, it was it's more to do with no this is a, a problem that a lot of people are facing i don't necessarily agree with her reasoning of why we're facing it but it is a problem that a lot of us seem to be facing i think one of the interesting things about it as you've explained it to me then is is essentially we're talking about kind of life bullshit that um a lot of tech people prey on so all of these kind of all of these things somebody somewhere in silicon valley has got a startup for it um you know um the obvious the obvious response to the post office thing is stamps.com it's that kind of like oh there's this minor irritation here what's the maximum amount somebody would pay to make that go away um and and where can i extract value from them for me um so as much as there are these problems, it's interesting that a lot of people are responding to them through the design of services. Um, not through improving the services that are there, but <laughs> putting, Making new, putting new services and new subscriptions. And uh, isn't it hmm, isn't it ironic that the people that these things are going to appeal to are the sort of people who aren't going to deal very well with cancelling them? Ah, it's funny that. Yeah, mm. I, I had one the other day to do with life insurance, actually. Mm-hmm. My, my life insurance allows me to get free deliveries from the company that I use to deliver my food currently anyway. And I pay them, I pay them, um, a monthly fee mm-hmm. to have free deliveries. So if the insurance company is going to give me the, f- the deliveries for free, um, I can cancel the amount of money that I pay to the, to the grocery delivery company mm. for my standing free delivery service. Yes. Um, and I set all this up on the internet and I went on the internet to cancel it. And it's like, to cancel it, you have to call me. It's like, well, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call you. Well done. You've tricked me out of money. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, who's the bigger arsehole here? Uh, me for not phoning you or you <laughs> for your shitty service. Um, it's you, but also I'm an entitled wanker because if I cared enough about that £5 a month, I'd be right on the phone and I'd deal with it. It's it's interesting, actually. Like uh, that, that goes back to uh, a conversation we had after we went to platform, uh, platform um, canvas, canvas. Thank you about endings mm. and um, exit surveys and stuff. And uh, I implemented one um, at the beginning of the year. Oh, wow! I've actually done it, um, and um, it's it's it's. I think it's quite interesting. So at the moment, I'm not sort of saving the data anyway it just goes and and gets posted to slack um so it says someone's left and this is Mm -hmm. the reason why uh it's optional uh, to say why you've left um if you don't give feedback it asks you do you mind giving feedback like it prompts you again like it would be helpful if you did and then if you say no then you carry on um but it also asks you certain reasons um so you know one of them is like where service doesn't work um Another one is it's just a bad fit. Another one is like, uh, I was just trying it out. And, and those have been the, the answers people have given. Actually, no one said it doesn't work. No one's, you know, no one's come back and said, um, no, it's broken. Hmm. Um, so, um, is, is January a time when people start podcasts or is it a, more a case of they've been thinking about? Cause people have that break 
over Christmas. There's there's two things that happen. People have a break and then New Year, new mindset stuff happens. So the break gives you time for things to percolate and that tends to give rise to new projects. <clears throat> and then the this year we're going to achieve X tends to initiate new projects as well. Do you see that in January or do you see that in February? Does it take like a month for people to get stuff on tape and then edit it and then go where do i get the publisher now fine question um i honestly don't have enough data to be able to mm-hmm. give you an answer just because the company um, hasn't been going enough january's yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean um the uh the 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 financial system only got separated um i think because it was it was part of my uh, company account um for for a while and i can't remember when i did it but it was it was early last year um so that skews the numbers a little bit um and i also don't look that much at people's activity okay um it's it's like one of the questions i get a fair bit is when people ask about the businesses uh how many listeners do your podcasts get on average and my data isn't stored in a way that i can easily find that because it's siloed some of those some of those stats if you if you can get them without too much effort tell an interesting story though just i'm just thinking about things like um if you ever look at something like the uh, the male chimpanzee report mm-hmm. which is like a like a lovely data uh, lovely um lovely document full of kind of data about the sort of activity that's gone on through their system so like knowing how many podcasts there are on podium how many episodes and how many hours of tape have been oh, I, I, played yeah, out actually, would be would be kind of an interesting thing to sort of say oh welcome to podium we're a family of x thousand podcasts producing x thousand episodes per year that's this many hours so it's funny you said that i did that um i did that and it's on the homepage. Ooh. um so um nineteen thousand four hundred plus episodes served daily Ooh. 961,000 listener minutes so far. 3,817,000 plus downloads served so far. Oh, it's got a little counter. <laughs> so that, yeah, I went, I went and got that. That's lovely. That's really, really nice. Uh, so that, yeah, that, that was fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll have to find out how I can uh, update that. But yeah, um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, now, now the challenge begins, John. Now the challenge begins. But, um, yeah, so the millennials are sad because uh, burnout. It's fine. Yeah. So my other my other thought of this was was um, I don't know I don't know if these these kind of problematic small tasks are age bound in the way that mm. in the way that it seems to have been suggested here because I I, I do live in that weird I, I'm I'm in that weird hinterland between. <laughs> generations none, none of the generations really want me um, <laughs> i am too old to be a millennials but i am um, i'm not gen x either mm-hmm. but but i i have that like i've got the same thing as you i've got like my my old phone sat on my desk and it's been three months i've been trying to get rid of it but there's there's a there's a, there's a little loop of admin that needs to be done and the admin got a bit wider mm-hmm. and now it's just like oh i don't want to call those people and have that chat and do that thing so what, what happened, Mark, very briefly was I bought the replace, uh, cause I broke the c- camera lens about two days before I decided I was going to sell it. Ah! And because of the brand of phone it is, it's hard to get parts. I got a part of the internet. I found a man in a shop. He said he would fix it. Wow. Uh, then he forgot to fix it for a whole week. I went, oh, I thought you'd come in uh, sooner. I was like, well, I told you I didn't live in the area. This is when I was going to my course down the other end of the city. Mm-hmm. So then I came back another week later and he said, oh, I've tried to fix it, but I didn't do a very good job. I was like, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Um, 
thanks for thanks for doing a gash job of it. And yeah. uh, I've that, I've uh, I've now looking at it thinking, well, I can try and sell it with this, but it looks rubbish. Or I can start again and buy another one. And I've since found out that through my bank, I've act- that phone is actually covered under the insurance. And I could have sent it back to the manufacturer. Oh, so now I've got to, now I've got to phone the bank, have a conversation with them, get the permission to send it, send it off. It will go to China. It will come back. Oh man, I can't. Like it's not because I'm a millennial. It's just because that's <laughs> hard work. It is. It's it's a it's a great pain. The um, the, the only counter to that is uh, the the point she made in the article is that our mums and dads seem to be able to do that stuff really easily and yeah uh, certainly in my in my life my my mum can't phone a bank just saying you know you know what yeah I I I get that my mum can't but she would make my dad do it. oh yeah but my dad my dad would <laughs> my dad my dad would get a notepad and a pencil right have you um yeah did you see yeah uh, did you see the last series of fargo yes <laughs> the accountant yeah <laughs> he'd be like that he'd be like right i've got this legal pad here i've got these pencils i'm gonna sharpen them lay them out get everything ready i'm gonna go and get a drink i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna just adjust my trousers <clears throat> so just the, the yeah. performance yeah. to get him to the point where he picks up the phone would take hours <laughs> i love my dad by the way i'm just gonna say <laughs> That came from a place of love. <laughs> In case he's listening, well, it, it, and it is with love that I say that um, my yeah, like my dad wouldn't pick up the phone to cancel the subscription service. My mum wouldn't pick up the phone to cancel the subscription service, but she would be the one that would badger my dad to do it, and my dad would do it on her badgering. So. It's, it must be the unholy combination of the two minds that causes those tasks to be done. So, yeah, maybe it is a systemic problem and it just so happens that some people have got the right combination of people that are like, yeah, person A badges person B until they um, uh, acquiesce mm. and, can, <laughs> and just have to do it. Someone said to me at work the, the other day, the secret to uh, a, a good relationship is for one of you to be an arsehole and the other one to be nice. Oh. Which, which is a bit harsh, but... This is, this is a tr- That's how we work. a truth, though. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going to have to go. Yep. Well, this has been this has been uh, illuminating. This has been a podcast. Yeah. This this has been a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to try and uh, and be good about this and, and be more regular. So um, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will see you next time. Yes. Try this. Bye. 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 This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com.